Let us turn our Bibles to the book of Acts 26. Verses 17 to 18. Acts 26. Verses 17 to 18. This is Jesus speaking to Paul. In a vision. Paul is giving a testimony of what happened to him in Acts chapter 9. The testimony of his encounter with the king of kings. And he speaks here of the things that Jesus spoke to him. Maybe let's take it from verse 15. So I said, who are you Lord? And he said, I am Jesus whom you are persecuting. But rise and stand on your feet, for I have appeared to you for this purpose, to make you a minister and a witness both of the things which you have seen and of the things which I will yet reveal to you. Verse 17 now. I will deliver you from the Jewish people as well as from the Gentiles to whom I now send you verse number 18 to open their eyes in order to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God that they may receive forgiveness of sins and an inheritance among those who are sanctified by faith in me. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Ndipo ine ndafusa kuti ndinondana ambuye. Ambuye adanka kuti ndine Yesu amenei wokumudzudza. Tsopano dzuka ndipo imirira. Ine ndaonekera kwa iwe kuti ndikusanke kuti ukhale mtumiki ndipo mboni mboni yazimene waziona zaine ndiposo zimene ndiza kuonesa. Ine ndizakulandisa manja mwa anthu amitundu wako ndipo mwa anthu amitundu ina. Ine ndizakutuma kwa iwo i'm speaking tonight on beyond salvation beyond salvation Dash abundant life in Christ. Beyond salvation. Dash abundant life in Christ. We want to thank God for our salvation. To save simply means to rescue. It means to bring wellness. It means to bring peace and prosperity. That is what Jesus brought us. He came to rescue us. He came to bring us wellness. He came to bring us peace and prosperity. And may this be your portion in the name of Jesus. Salvation entails five supernatural experiences. Five strategic supernatural experiences. According to the passage that we have read, Acts 26 and verse number 18. And I want to quickly speak to those five strategic experiences of salvation. And we'll quickly touch on the aspect of abundant life. We see from Acts 26 and verse 18. 
Number one, that salvation entails the opening of eyes. The opening of eyes. Which signifies understanding. Before we came to Jesus, we were blinded by the devil. The Bible says Bible in Second Corinthians chapter four, two chapter four, and verse number three. Verse number three. Second Corinthians chapter four, two chapter four. Verse number three. Verse number three. It says, if our gospel is veiled or hidden, it is hidden from those whose minds the God of this world has blinded. So we see that everyone who is not in Christ is blinded in his mind by the devil. That is, you have twisted mindset and twisted understanding of things and life. And everyone whose mind is blinded by the devil begins to call evil good and good evil. But we want to thank God that when we got saved, the blindfolding power of the devil was destroyed in our minds and in our hearts. And I decree tonight that every power of darkness against your life, against your family, against your destiny is destroyed in the name of Jesus. I said it is destroyed in the name of Jesus. The meaning is beginning tonight no more spiritual blindness no more blindness of mind in the name of Jesus good people you believe that can I hear a lot of shout of amen amen you may be seated number two salvation According to Acts 26 verse 18, entails turning from darkness to light. Jesus spoke to Paul. He said, I'm now sending you to the Gentiles. Number one, to open their eyes. Number two, to turn them from darkness to light. Every time you talk about darkness, you are talking about captivity. In Isaiah chapter 9, Isaiah chapter 9, and verse number 2, verse number 2, Isaiah chapter 9, Isaiah chapter 9, and verse number 2, verse number 2, the Bible says, the people who walked in darkness, the people who walked in darkness, have seen a great light. And those who dwelt in the land of the shadow of death, upon them the light has shined. And that light is the light of Jesus. That light is the light of life. Hallelujah. Amen. I decree tonight that by the power of Jesus, every form of darkness, financial darkness, marital darkness, workplace darkness, ministry darkness, family darkness, is destroyed in the name of Jesus. It's destroyed in the name of Jesus. I decree this hour. Let there be life. I said, let there be light. I said, let there be light. In the name of Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Listen to me. 
when you may be sinned. When you got saved. That's right. When you got saved. Light. Shined. In your heart. Is it making sense? The light. Shined. In your heart. I gave you Second Corinthians chapter four. Verse three. Verse number three. But can we look at verse four? Verse number four. Second Corinthians chapter four. Two chapter four. Verse number four. Verse number four. It tells us the reason why the devil blinds the minds of the people. It says, "Lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is." The image of God should shine unto them, should shine in their hearts. He says he doesn't the devil doesn't want that the light of the gospel of Christ should shine in the hearts of the people. So salvation means light shining. Salvation means darkness is over. Captivity is over. Bondage is over. Stagnation is over. Curses are over. Evil covenants are over. Delay is over. I therefore announce this hour. Whatever is called darkness. That thing that has been slowing you down in That thing that has been delaying your progress. Is destroyed in the name of Jesus. We break it in the name of Jesus. We break it in the name of Jesus. We break it in the name of Jesus. Somebody shout, let there be light. Say that again, let there be light. Let there be light. You remember in Genesis chapter 1. Verse 2, 3, and 4. Verse number 2, 3, you got the 4. The Bible says, And the earth was without foam and void. And darkness was over the surface of the deep. Darkness was everywhere. But God said, Let there be light. Ay, 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 ay. You listen to me. Salvation means let there be light. <laughs> and listen, when God said, let there be light, there was what? Light. There was light. And God saw the light. Lift your right hand. In every area of darkness in your life, you shall see light. In the name of Jesus, I said, You shall see light. I said, You shall see light. I said, You shall see light. In the name of Jesus. Somebody shout, let there be light. Let there be light. Say that again, let there be light. Let there be light. Please sit down. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. The Bible says, Bible, in Colossians chapter 1, Colossians chapter 1, and verse number 13, verse number 13, Colossians chapter 1, Colossians chapter 1, verse number 13, verse number 13, it says that when we got saved, through salvation, we were rescued, we were delivered, from the dominion of darkness, from the power of darkness, and we were conveyed, we were translated, we were transferred into the kingdom of his dear son in whom we have redemption in whom we have redemption the forgiveness of our sins it says we were translated we were rescued from that dominion of darkness I don't know what darkness has been dominating your life is it in business 
Is it in your womb? So much that you are not able to conceive? Is it in your body? So much that you are living your sick life? I came to announce tonight in the name that is above every other name. Let there be light. Let there be light. Let there be light. The Bible says in Job 22, 22, verse 28, 22, 28, verse 28, you shall also declare a thing, and it shall be established, and light will shine upon all your ways. By the words that I speak, I announce, let there be light. I said, let there be light. In the name of Jesus, let there be light. I decree this hour, standing by the mantle. Standing by the mantle of Daddy Jiwo. I decree tonight. In your marriage. Let there be life. In your business. Let there be life. In your home. Let there be life. In your bank accounts. Let there be life. In this church. Let there be life. Let there be light. Let there be light. Wherever you saw darkness, let there be light. In the name of Jesus, I said, let there be, let there be light. Let there be light. Can I say this to you? You have seen enough darkness. Beginning tonight, receive your light. Receive your light. Receive your light. Receive your light. In that name of Jesus. Praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Salvation entails five supernatural experiences. Number one, opening of eyes. Where you begin to have hope where you never used to have hope. Where you begin to see the future the way God sees it. Number two, it entails turning from darkness to light. Turning from darkness to light. Number three, Salvation entails turning from <laughs> being under the power of Satan to God. Changing from being under the power of the devil to God. That is, salvation brings us under new management. Where we are no longer slaves of the devil. Where the devil loses his hold, his authority, and his grip upon us.
You are now under the power of God. Under the power of success. Prosperity. Progress. Blessings. Testimonies. And that shall be your portion. In the name of Jesus. The one in charge in your life. Is Jesus and not the devil. And by this Jesus, you are to exercise mastery of the forces of darkness. Luke 10, verse 19. Look at 10, verse 19. The Bible says, Behold, I give you the authority. Luke 10, 19. Look at 10, verse 19. Behold, I give you the authority to trample all the scorpions and serpents and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. I said somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. I said somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. I therefore decree tonight that everyone understand my voice and everyone who shall listen to this message every yoke of the devil against your life is destroyed in the name of Jesus. So many people are victims of darkness. Victims of curses. Tonight, we destroy the scorpions in the name of Jesus. We destroy the serpents in the name of Jesus. I'm talking to you. Can I hear loud a shout of amen here? Amen. Somebody for one minute rise on your feet. For one minute rise on your feet. I want you to pray. Jesus said, Behold, that is see. That means see. Come on, see. Open your eyes. See what I have made you. I have given you the authority. I have given you what? The authority. Somebody shout, I possess authority. I possess the authority. Now, you are going to use this authority to trample over scorpions, serpents, and powers of the enemy from your father's house, in your business, in your workplace, in your homes, wherever you are, in the works of the house, you will be saying, by the exercise of my authority, I trample over you, scorpions, serpents, powers of the enemy, rising against my destiny, I trample over you, lift your voice, lift your voice, come on pray, come on pray,
You scorpions. You serpents. You powers of the enemy. Rising against the work of God. In this church. I tread on you. I trample over you. I scatter you by fire. I scatter you by fire. Lift your voice. Lift your voice. Every scorpion. Every serpent. Every power of the enemy. Working against The law of the spirit of life. 
This law destroys the power of sin. So God is justified when He says, Be holy, for I am holy. Because He has put in the believer a law. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus to destroy the power of sin and wickedness. So we can live a holy life. So I want to say therefore that it is possible for you for me to live a holy life. We must be holy. The core value of this church is holiness. Holiness. One Peter chapter one. Verse 15 to 16. Just as he who called you is holy, so you also be holy in all your conduct. For it is written, Be holy, for I, the Lord, am holy. In Leviticus 19, verse 2. Leviticus 19, verse 2. God speaking to Moses. He says, Speak to all the congregation of the children of Israel. Say to them that they all be holy. For I, the Lord their God, am holy. There is no compromise on this matter. And tonight, if you call yourself a believer, but you are living in sin, I'll give you a chance to ask Jesus to destroy the power of sin in your life. And if you have never been born again, there is no way you can escape sin if you are not born again. And tonight, I will be giving you a chance to surrender your life to Jesus. In case you are already born again, but you have been struggling in your walk with Jesus, it has been difficult for you to live a holy life. I will give you a chance to receive spiritual restoration. But for now, let's move to experience number five. Which is the last one. Experience number five of salvation. As we see it in Acts 26, verse 18. And that is receiving an inheritance. Receiving an inheritance. The Bible says among those who are sanctified. Salvation means access to an inheritance. We are not born again to suffer again and again. No. We are called to an inheritance. And in John chapter 10 and verse number 10, John 10, 10, in that verse of scripture, Jesus, yes, called this inheritance abundant life. Abundant life. He says, a thief does not come but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I have come that they may have life and have it more abundant. He's talking about abundant life. Abundant life. Life to the full. Supernatural life. 
exceedingly abundantly above life. That is inheritance that the believer has. Abundant life. Abundant life. Now hear me. I want to show you in the interest of time dimensions of abundant life. Follow them very quickly. Dimensions of abundant life. He says, I have come to rescue my people that they may have life. The life of God. The Zoe life. The spiritual life. The above life. Let us look at the dimensions of this life. Number one. Being rooted and built up in Christ. Growth in Christ. Growing in Christ. Being rooted and built up in Christ. One of the dimensions of this abundant life is growth. Second Peter chapter three. to travel all the way. All the way. 
kupita to Nigeria ku Nigeria to tap grace ukatenga ko jisoko this is a good church ndio unanipingwa kwe is it making sense so if god led you here denga ni mungu ana kutokoleda ni ku stay kala stay here kazi kikani don't say ah eh basta did you speak well to me come on are you you yourself are you speaking well to me you know you know me ndio mukampula bwino no stay kalani if we were to record how you speak to your children ah you find out that you are the first culprit tell in when din when kula mola kwita wembidi andin u When you read your Bible, listen. The Bible has told us who is going to flourish. I said the Bible has told us who is going to flourish. Not everyone will flourish. But it says in Psalm 92, 92, They that are planted in the house of the Lord, they shall flourish in the courts of our God. Your prosperity, your flourishing is in your being planted. Tell your neighbor, be planted, be planted. Listen quickly here. <laughs> Let's run quickly. Let me show you. Three channels. Of growing in Christ. Number one. Prayer. Be a prayerful person. Always pray. Luke 18:1. He gave them a parable. To show them that men ought always to pray and to tell us pain and not give up and not faint prayer is an always affair and in life pray about everything Philippians 4 verse 6 pray about everything number 2 word study and application word study and application i'm showing you ways of being rooted and built up number 1 is the way of prayer number 2 word study and application this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth but you shall meditate there in day and night and you shall be careful to observe we don't just read it we observe what we have read yes we observe we apply we do what we have read So the word of God can never bring growth to you unless you obey it. It is the word you apply. That brings growth. Number 3. Dedication to holiness. Dedication to holiness. Call it unbroken fellowship with God. Unbroken walk with God. Number two dimension of abundant life. Number one is being rooted and built up in Christ. We are talking about growth or growing in Christ. Number two. Number two. Dimension of abundant life. Please listen to this. Always abounding in the work of the Lord. Always abounding in the work of the Lord. It's a dimension of abundant life. Always abounding in the work 
of the Lord. One Corinthians chapter fifteen. One Corinthians chapter fifteen. Verse fifty-eight. Verse number fifty-eight. One Corinthians chapter fifteen. One Corinthians chapter fifteen. Verse fifty-eight. Verse number fifty-eight. Always abounding in the work of the Lord. We must serve God now like we've never done before. Exodus twenty-three. Exodus chapter twenty-three. Verse twenty-five. Verse number twenty-five. Exodus twenty-three. Exodus twenty-three. Verse twenty-five. Verse number twenty-five. You shall serve the Lord your God. And He shall bless your water and your bread. Says you shall. <laughs> you shall serve the Lord your God. That means if you are a believer, you have no choice in the matter. Just as it is expected of the living to breathe, fish to swim, and birds to fly, a believer is expected to serve God. Is it making sense? Now, serving God in what ways? Let's speak three quickly. Number one, soul winning. Every child of God must be involved in the business of bringing souls to Christ and to church. Proverbs 11.30 Proverbs 11 and verse 30 He who wins souls is wise. If you win souls, you are manifesting wisdom. In your Luke 14, 23. Luke 14, verse 23. Luke 14, verse 23. Luke 14, verse 23. The master said to the servant, I like it. God is individualistic. He is the God of individuals. The master did not speak to servants. He spoke unto the servant. And you are that servant. And God is speaking to you right now. He says go out to the highways and the hedges. And compel the lost to come to Christ and to church so that the house of the Lord may not have empty chairs. He is speaking to you. You must bring your friends. You must bring your workmates. You must bring your school and college mates. You must bring your neighbors to the house of God. Bring them to this convention. Bring them on Sundays. Ask them, are you listening here? Says compel them to come. Compel means that they may not be willing the first time invite them. But you must keep pushing, pushing until they accept to come. And that is your duty. Tell your neighbor, this is my duty. Serving God. In what ways? Number one. So winning. Number two. Giving towards the work of God. Giving towards the work of God. Giving towards the work of God. Every child of God has a covenant obligation. To support the work of God financially and materially. In Luke 8, Luke 80, verse number 3. Verse number 3. When you read the Bible in the New Living Translation. My God, New Living Translation. New Living Translation. Luke 8. Luke 80. Verse number 3. Verse number 3. The Bible says Bible that women as my and other people. My God contributed 
out of their own resources in support of Jesus and his disciples. We have a covenant obligation to bring our resources financial and material to the work of the ministry. Is it making sense? Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. And please, I feel I should say this. Caution. Changes. Caution. Changes. Caution. Changes. Many of us, Malawians, when you see a missionary who came into the nation, like our parents we switch off we switch off we switch off we, we think we must not give they must give us these people have money they must give us they brought a lot of dollars to the church they must share with us we will keep our money you know what will happen if that is your attitude? You will become poorer and poorer and poorer. But the Lord forbid. It's a wrong mindset. And when we see people like them, we want to overcharge our services. We want to overcharge. The bulb that is costing 2,000 kwacha. If it is them wanting to buy it, it is a 20,000. That is stealing. It is stealing. And you don't join the church hoping that because they are missionaries they will give me dollars and you want to cause problems in the church you see what what everything i'm speaking is correct tonight I deliver you from your poverty mentality. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. You see, you, you, can I tell you the truth? You see, I want to correct some things. Because I'm from here. Hmm? Listen. People in this country, we are so what? What, what should I describe it? We are so gentle. We want to be pampered. Without you, ah, the church cannot move. And when we see that nothing of those sentiments are coming through, these people are very ungrateful. Are you serving God or serving man? Hmm? Is it the redeemed Christian church of, of man? No, it's the redeemed Christian church of who? So when you serve in the church, who are you serving? God. Tell your neighbor you are serving God. You are serving God. And some of you, you want to do your, the work of God at your own pace. At snail's pace. At tortoise pace. At chameleon's pace. And when the pastor pushes you a little. Little. No, no, no. I'm leaving the church. Come on, where are you going? Stay here. Stay here. Stay here. Stay here. 
Should we not push you when you are slow? Whether we like it or not, you we will push you. Hallelujah. Amen. You can't do the work of God at your own pace. And if you have, you have all the time. Can't you see you are aging? This work of God requires speed. So when we push you a little. Now we can push you by rebuking you. We can push you by calling you, sit you down and tell you that if you continue doing like this, you will not be a leader here. Yes, we will push you by correcting you. We will push you by telling you, why are you coming late to church? Don't say, why are they asking me? Come on. Who are you not for us to ask you? We will ask you if you are not doing the work of God as required. Is it making sense here? Beginning tonight, you are free. You are free. I said 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 you are free. In the name of Jesus. Is it making sense here? Sit down. Sit down. Okay, let's finish. Let's finish. I don't have to finish the whole syllabus anyway. So I will stop at number two. Yeah, what I have shared with you is enough rice. <laughs> Have you, have, you, have, have you church huh? like redeemed Christian church of God understand all the systems of the church is it making sense understand all the systems understand all the systems and believe in all the practices of the church is it making sense? Understand all the systems of the church. And believe in all the practices of the church. Don't say. There is what we call faith. Is it faith clinic? Is it faith clinic or what? Faith. No, let, let's start with faith clinic. Is it faith? Sorry? Digging deep? No, so I want to talk about faith clinic. So we fixed faith clinic on Thursday. You don't say, why is it on Thursday and not on Tuesday? No. No, Oi. just flow with it. In your tongue of women, is it Thursday? God in the I will be there. Is it Tuesday? God in the I will be there. Is it Friday? God in the I will be there. You don't say, as for me. I don't like going out on Tuesday. So I don't mind digging deep. 
I, I just, you know, I like testing. And that explains why we only see you on testing. No, you don't have to interpret. You have understood it. Is it making sense? Tonight, may this Jesus, yes, the giver of abundant life, set you free. In There are people tonight, there are people tonight, who are saying, Pastor, Abusa. I need to do things differently from tonight. I want to do things different. Somebody may be saying, I want to be born again. I have never surrendered my life to Jesus. But I want to do it for the first time tonight. I want to give you a chance. And there are also people that are saying, I have been born again for some time. But I've never been a serious Christian. But tonight, I sense the speakings of God. I want to change. Or some of you, it may not be that you have backslidden. But it is this wrong attitude we have been talking about. You have been looking at your pastor, your leaders, with a certain attitude. A rebellious attitude. A disloyal attitude. And maybe you have spoken things in anger. In your arrogance, you have spoken things. And you're saying, Pastor, I want to change. I can't continue like this. I don't want to miss my exceedingly fruitful package. I want to begin again. I want to begin afresh. I want Jesus to give me new beginning. If that is you, my friend, no one is going to ask your name. I want you right where you are to lift your right hand. You are saying, I want to be born again. I want spiritual restoration. Or I want to start afresh. I see those hands. Any more hands, please lift your hands. All of you that have lifted your hands, quickly walk to the front. Quickly walk to the front. If you know you must come, please come. Don't stay in the crowd. They are coming, clap more for the king, okay? Clap more, clap more, clap more. If you know you must come, don't stay there. Please come. Please come. Please come. Church, they are coming. Clap louder. Oh yeah. All right. If you are in front here, lift your hands. Lift your hands. How many Motina Lyso Christo. Motina Lyso Christo. Lerolino. Lerolino. 